1: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Darren Cooney and today I'm joined by my good friend and colleague Gavin Berry. On the pod today we're going to assess Celtic's performance as he's booked Bayern Munich in a pulsating Halloween thriller. We're also going to examine Celtic's academy production line with an in-depth look at Kieran Tierney. And, now that the hoops are officially eliminated from the big boys' playground of the Champions League, we're going to ask if they can flourish in the less competitive habitat of the Europa League. So Gavin, you were at Celtic Park last night, it sounded, I'm afraid I was just in the office so I could only hear it on the TV, but the atmosphere sounded incredible, maybe one of the best yet?
0: I was down yeah and it was a great atmosphere, I think that was the important thing was that the team produced a performance that the—you the, know allowed that kind of atmosphere to be created, because you look at the PSG game where they just turned up. PSG and, and, and killed it sort of, you know, kill, killed that stone dead they need, you know, they need a bit of optimism, they need to see something from the team and the way Celtic performed um, you know, despite the defeat made, made, for, a, kind of good, made for a good occasion and at least the fans went home appreciating the efforts, they weren't picking holes in the performance like the PSG game where everybody was saying, well, could they have done more? I think everyone accepted that the players had given their all and that when you're coming up against teams of that Calibre, that class, then you know the chances are you're going to get beat.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, that wall of noise is, was, was kind of erected for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, it, it, you're right, it's similar to the Man City game, Celtic Park last season, where they had such a good start, yeah. it just got everyone up. And yeah. even the miss by McGregor, sorry, by Armstrong, Armstrong yeah. and then the concession of the first goal, it didn't dampen anyone's mood. Didn't.
0: And I mean, you look back in that Armstrong chance, now, you do. Obviously, everybody is praising Celtic for the performance because they did play so well and they ran Bayern Munich so close and we know how much Bayern Munich um, have spent. We know how difficult a task it is, but you can't help, you know, after the initial response of saying, you know, how well they played and how close it was, you, you can't help but go back over and say, well, what if? You know, what if if Stuart Armstrong scores after only five minutes, and let's face it, he should have scored, he should have done so much better, a great ball by James Forrest. You know, you just wonder how different it might have been. And then Bayern Munich's goal is, you know, so cheaply conceded with Dedrick Boyata misjudging that, just that long ball up, and then whether Craig Gordon should have, you know, charged out the way he did is debatable as well. And then even the winning goal, it's too simple, isn't it? Just a ball over and then a header. Um and it's, but it just shows you at that level you know the fine lines I know it's like a cliche but how hard you have to work to get anything from these teams because let's let's face it that was a Bayern Munich team that was under strength you know yeah. with Lewandowski yeah. no Muller so speaking to a few German journalists even in the press room before the game when they were looking at the team sheet they were saying this Bayern Munich team is here for the taking you know Did, did, you, yeah, get,
1: did you get a word with the German journalists afterwards was there any kind of in what they thought of Celtic's performance. No, I never,
0: unfortunately, never got the chance. Spoke to uh, Aaron Robin, who was very, you know, complimentary on yeah. uh, the way Celtic played. But I suppose it's easy, isn't it, when you've, when you've won the game, you know, for um, opposition players to say, oh, you know, they were great, but uh, yeah. you know, when you've won the game. What Celtic need now is to make sure that Bayern Munich don't let their standards drop uh, when they play under like next, because although you, you have, you know, Celtic are, strong favourites after the win over Anderlecht in Brussels to get third place in that Europa League uh, knockout spot if Bayern Munich were to slip up against Anderlecht uh, in Brussels in the next game because you don't expect Celtic to get anything against PSG over in Paris that would then make it something to play for in the last game yeah, sure. Celtic having to beat Anderlecht and you don't
1: want that scenario Sure Well let's come on to Europa League mm-hmm. uh, point of conversation later but first of all return to that first goal Mm -hmm. how much I mean Craig Gordon's getting in the neck quite a bit but most of the culpability has been directed at Boyata what's your take on it is it a a 50-50 split or
0: no I think it's Boyata and I think I I mean if you read Craig Gordon this morning he's certainly not uh, taking any blame for it although there have been many instances... He never does. No, that's what I was going to say. There have been many instances where, where he where he really holds his hands up, even ones that you think are obvious and you think he's going to come out here and take full responsibility. But, you know, he said it was Boyata. I think he might even have said that the manager said at half-time, I think, that his positioning was OK. And I tend to agree with him. It is, you know, it is Boyata to blame. I don't know what he's thinking. Celtic were hoping to press Bayern... For Bayern to knock it long, they did that in that situation. The keeper's long punt, and you think they should just be dealing with that. It should just be.
1: But but the only thing you could maybe say about Gordon was he just too quick. He was came yeah. screaming out Possibly. of that box. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Although in it, in the flip side of that, in his defence, it doesn't help having his back. His centre backs chopping and changing all the time. It, no. it doesn't get a mis- an understanding. Yeah.
0: And he yeah. should sh- Yeah, no, true. And maybe maybe the other criticism is I think he actually said that he didn't shout, did he? He didn't give a shout, probably because he thought it was just going to be such a, a routine, you know, clearance, yeah. you know, routine header. And there was so much made of uh, Lewandowski being injured before the game. You just wonder whether maybe it would have been different. I think maybe, who was it? Was it was it Coleman that and in behind uh, yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. playing as that kind of false nine. You just wonder if that was actually what worked against him in that occasion, you know, whether if he are a big target man, he would have... There would have been no danger of him not going for it.
1: Yeah, and and with the other goal, I mean, as you say, it's, it's almost a great irony that S- Celtic's the goals that they conceded were really goals that they should never let in. They were. In. And part, it wasn't mean, great artistry from,
0: from no, the No, it wasn't. And Beaton, obviously, I mean, he was out-jumped, wasn't it, by Martinez, who showed great bravery to get on the end of the cross. Um, but Beaton, I thought, he, he actually did play well, Consid- he did, he? considering yeah. before the game... Boyata was the one saying, I talk Beaton through the, the, playing the position of centre-half because obviously it's not his natural position. And he hadn't played there in Europe, remember, since they lost four against Astana when he got so much criticism. Yeah, Boyata saying, well, I talk Beaton through these games. Um, Boyata then makes a the mistake. But Beaton, that aside, I thought played well considering it's not his position, especially at that level. Yeah. Because that was the assumption was that he can do it domestically but the Brendan Rodgers wouldn't play him there again. But he was forced to do it because of Gamboa's performance at right back in the away game against Bayern Munich. He had no real alternative other than to try beat on there, and I thought he did well. Apart from that,
1: he he did, and without taking too much away from him, he didn't. He wasn't up against an out and out striker. They were more withdrawn. Yeah. He had the game in front of him, but but he still he, he performed well. Yeah. And uh, moving on to other star performers mm-hmm. I mean, we all know who who really really shone, but. Kieran Tierney a, a seven in the the ratings last night from our colleague Scott McDermott. What, would you be more generous? Right
0: next to me, yeah, probably would. I mm-hmm. Maybe I bumped him up one. I know Scott's hard to please, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he did say in his defence that a seven is a really good game, an eight in his exceptional performance. Right, so I don't okay. know if that's
0: And James Forrest got an eight. No, he did well because I mean you're up against Arian Robin, but I think when we were chatting in the office earlier when we were say we just wondered how much. You know, Robin was when their work's kind of done. You know, how much is he going to want a wee kind of uh, twenty-year-old? You know, snarling and snapping. He's yeah. how much is he going to be up for it? If, if there was more, much more at stake, you know, for Bayern, then it might have been a, might have been a different story.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I mean, the I mean K- Tierney gave him a couple of wallops mm-hmm. at the start and just yeah. said, well, "I'm, I'm on you today tonight." So that that may have warded him off a little bit. Uh, Who else, who else?
0: Well, I think James Forrest is the one that stands out, doesn't he? I mean, he was the one because he must have been frustrated. Patrick Roberts comes in in the summer. He starts all three of the Champions League games before last night. James Forrest had only come off the bench. uh, Coming off uh, 12 minutes, I think, he got in each, uh, all three of the games. So he would have been frustrated. The injury then comes to Patrick Roberts that weekend. He gets his chance and... By God, did he take it? Yeah. I mean, he certainly, he, he really stood out. And, and that's the thing with James Forrest, you know, when you look back over his Celtic career, I and mean, he's still only 26, but, you know, he feels as if he'd been around forever. It's incredible, he been, that, yeah. you know, plagued by injuries, and you just, you know, but last night is what everyone, you know, knows that he can produce. You know, yeah. Neil Lennon said at the time when he came through, this is the best kid I've ever worked with. Ronnie Dyler said, this is a guy who's worth 10 million pounds. I mean, you think of it last night, you know, James Rodriguez, he's uh, almost the same age. James Forrest is only five, right. I think he's five days older than him. There's a guy that's gone for £60 million to Real Madrid at the time. Bayern Munich were looking to him for big things. Never produced anything like what James Forrest did on the opposite
1: yeah, side. Yeah. So
0: it just goes to show how well he did. And then, of course, Callum McGregor as well. Yeah. Another of the homegrown guys. That's, that, that was another thing that would have been so pleasing Uh for Brendan Rodgers, you know, three of the guys that have come through the system, all young. Uh, I don't know if Gordon Schrag listening to this, but we're all under, what, five foot? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that, that's the thing. We, uh, that we've done a wee bit of stats on the website, and Celtic have played the most homegrown players out of all the British clubs in the Champions League. They have played more than Tottenham, mm-hmm. Manchester City, Chelsea... The same number as Manchester United, yet given more minutes to the homegrown players. So when you factor in Anthony Ralston, yeah. you know you've got four, four real special talents there. Yeah. And it's interesting what you're saying about Forrest because Forrest has been around so long. I mean Harry Redknapp wanted to bring it to Spurs, and mm. it seemed like almost another, it was a different player. It was that long ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know.
0: I, I suppose the other thing you just come back to your stat there. I suppose one thing you'd, you'd have to say is that Celtic are a force probably more than these other teams to play youngsters because they don't have the money do they, to go out and spend in the way that Well. you know, but, but like, that like,
1: argument would be would probably be beaten when you consider the other clubs in the Champions League on the continent, like Atletico Madrid yeah. i have played for uh, CSKA who have greater wealth, although not as big a name in Europe people think the Celtic, so there are a lot but, but yeah, but that's a point you make and it's quite interesting, it kind of echoes what Brendan Rogers was saying in a Top Sport interview earlier this week when he was extolling how much he loved being at Celtic and how much he loved developing players. The fact that he was afforded a wee bit of breathing space to play these homegrown players, something that you can't enjoy down south because you're only ever a few games oh, away from course. the side. Well, we saw last
0: night who, uh, Simon Grayson, been, I mean, he, even that seemed in Sunderland, I mean, he, he's, he's been just as well. You know, as I thought I've gone off. Topic here, but just as well, Darren McInnes didn't take that job. Uh, oh, obviously, saw yeah. that one coming. But yeah, I mean, that—that's the problem down there. You don't. Well, he's—he's been—he knows exactly. You know what it's like. You know, it was, it was that Steven Gerrard slip away from winning the Premier League, and then however many months, what fifteen months later, he's out the door. Yeah. So you don't get that time there, and that's why he is loving to hear he can, you know, put his stamp on the whole club.
1: And and, and that's his background, isn't it? With the, with uh, Chelsea, he loves young players, and he seems to have a great affection for well all his players but Kieran Tierney especially
0: yeah you can see why he would because I mean Kieran Tierney just such a apart from his uh, his quality uh, obviously his passion for the club you know it's like we saw the video footage of him getting the Nakamura boots when he was a wee kid he was a ball boy Celtic fan you know the passion but just so level headed you know when you think of the moves and the kind of price tag that's been put on his head uh just so level-headed, and uh, I think that is great to see. When when you speak to players, and there's just no change in them at all. I think that's great because we have seen it so so often with youngsters. You know, over the years, uh, it goes to their head. They get a bit of a swagger. As Brendan Rogers with that great quote, you know, a couple of weeks ago was talking about. You know, and they get the Louis, Louis Vuitton bags and they swagger out here and they think they're players. I mean that's so far from what you know from Cian Tierney
1: and he's out in his black boots you see the training yeah. pictures and video yeah. he's got his short sleeve shirt. everyone else is wrapped up but him and Bruni are just yeah. you know it's just it's a, a, a throwback definitely, can, definitely speaking and. of throwbacks do you think he could be a self for life in the mould of Paul McStay Billy McNeil Danny McGrain? can you see despite all it was 17 scouts up to watch him him and Dembele can you see him being there for, for his career
0: no, I don't because, Why? Well, I just think that eventually I mean, when you look at he's only 20 and you look at what he's now achieved uh, you know, Celtic I mean, I, he's part of that history-making team last season they win a treble without losing a game I think in Europe you know, the, he could hang around for another three or four years and have another four cracks at the Champions League but we, you know, last night just illustrated again it was just a reminder of how difficult it is and I think eventually I think eventually I mean, if I mean, he's signed this new six-year contract, so if you think he has another four or five cracks at the Champions League and picking up a few titles here, I think there'll come a point when he'll want to test himself. See, I disagree.
1: I think he'll be there. If it was up solely down to him, Mm -hmm. which invariably it isn't, but if it's solely down to him, I think he would want to stay for the rest. I just think he's just Celtic and that's it. Yeah.
0: A bit like Scott Brown. A bit. Yeah, well,
1: but Scott Brown's had a move, hasn't he? But I just think that's all he's interested in. Yeah. I really, but of course, it's not always just down to the, the player. And the Celtic board might receive a £13 yeah. million pound offer. Yeah. Different story, okay, perhaps. Yeah. No,
0: I mean, I know Scott Brown's had his move story. What I meant was just in terms of, like, once he got to Celtic and winning leagues there, it, and people argued that he should go and try himself in the English Premier League. You know, he opted not to. Yeah, of you course. Know, I. Um, no, well he's starting younger as well isn't he, I mean, he yeah. I mean he's already been in the team for a season so I just think I just think there'll come a point when he, he would want to because he can do everything he wants to do at Celtic you know and then go on
1: yeah 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 now 17 scouts mm-hmm. as we know Craig Swan wrote the story in yeah. the Daily Record, exclusive uh, a couple of days ago that everyone jumped on Spurs, according to reports down south uh, Mark Ogden of ESPN being one of them, states that Spurs have jumped to the front of the queue for Tierney Now, we're, no one's saying that he's he's going any time soon mm-hmm. but speaking theoretically generally if he's going to go, are Spurs big enough a club for him? Can he not aim higher? Despite them being a, a Champions League side Are we more talking about a Manchester well, United? I mean, I or what, Spurs, how are
0: Spurs are, I mean... Sp- Spurs are now regarding, uh, regarded as certainly right now uh, as being. I mean, how, how much bigger are Man U my, I mean,
1: Well, oh, Man you are a super club, aren't they? I don't think to Tottenham are there yet.
0: Yeah, okay. But in terms of potential, and right now, you know, if you had the chance to go to the Eng- English Premier League, I mean, Spurs are one of these teams that are going to be kind of knocking on the door. Um, are they big enough? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think I think if he's I I would lump my new Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and I think Spurs are just kind of moving into that sort of bracket.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, our man Chris Sutton on TV repeated what he wrote in his column from was it a week ago or so, recently yes. about Tierney being the best British-born fullback. Yeah. Discuss. Who can rival him?
0: I think he's. I think he's probably right in what he's saying. And I think we have this habit of talking down, you know, our own players, and that's why. If I mean, as you say, he's not going to go anytime soon because he's just signed this, you know, long-term contract. But I mean, when he does eventually go, that's why Celtic should be looking for, you know, 30, £40 million pound because we'll, we'll look at Virgil Van Dijk. It's a prime example. Look at Wanyama. Fraser Forster, guys like that going for what at the time we are thinking is big fees. But I mean, when you look at what they splash out down there, I think Chris Sutton mentioned it himself, didn't he? Luke Shaw, £30 million. He's, he's better than Luke Shaw. Uh, Kyle Walker went forward, they we say, £50 million. Um, he's maybe not quite on a par with it, he's not, maybe not quite at that level yet, but certainly you would be looking at. More than
1: 30, if not quite 50. Right, he may well be worth worth that, sorry, mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to invent new words here, but when has a player ever left Scotland for England for that kind of price? I mean, Charlie Adam is an example, he left mm-hmm. Rangers for 500 grand or something, Yeah. he then went to Liverpool a few, a season or so mm-hmm. later for best part of 10 million eight million something like that yeah so is that not the same with Wanyama they go south for a, yeah. for a good fee yeah, yeah a good fee but do our English Premier League club's not saying well I like I like him yeah. I'm talking about the top four sides I like Tierney but I tell you what I can't judge him on six games in the Champions League yeah. and against a lot of what they feel to be poorer sides of the Scottish Premiership so what we'll do is we'll let him go to Southampton mm-hmm. amid to bottoms play side we'll let him go there and then we'll just weigh in for and by the way if it costs another 20-30 million it doesn't matter because we've got that kind of fund so is it likely that Tierney will go for 30 million or do you think he could break the mould
0: I think he can break the mould because one he is so special two Celtic don't have to sell.
1: Yeah, I think true. a lot of the
0: time in the past, you know, it's been like that's what Celtic have been looking to do. Well, we'll get them in for nine hundred grand, and then and they're quite happy to say, oh, well, if somebody's going to offer twelve million, then we'll just take twelve because then that's a profit. Here, you know, and and the other thing we have to probably factor in is with a lot of these, you know, a lot of those players, they came to Celtic being sold on the fact that oh well, we'll let you go. So I think that 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 was kind of a factor in it. Kieran Tierney isn't going to be in a rush to go anywhere. He is that good, and he's on a long-term contract. So I think that's that, that would force the clubs to really up the ante if they want them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, just one final point, mm. p- point on Tierney. Uh, and it kind of lends itself to the best British-born fullback mm-hmm. argument from, from Sutton. Strachan played Andy Robertson, a left-back. yeah in his natural position yeah. which suggests that he believes Andy Robertson to be a better left back yep. than Kieran Tierney yeah. Andy Robertson of course isn't playing for Liverpool
0: yep.
1: isn't starting in the Champions League yep. it's not another striking kicking fest but is this another example of, of an error? Absolutely
0: you said it suggests that Andy Roberts he thinks Andy Roberts is a better left back that could be one way of looking at or maybe Kieran Tierney can he's not a right play. back no no he's, he's definitely not a right back but sorry, better but than no, I'm just, just playing devil's advocate yeah. there maybe, maybe he can you know adapt better to the right side I think that used to be the argument actually when Sandy Jardin and Danny McGrain yeah. remember they used to switch them switch them around it was because Danny McGrain was able to play on the right whereas Sandy Jardin maybe wasn't but anyway your point stands that the best left back should be playing in a left back position and that's Keanu Tierney Even if that means dropping Andy Robertson, which, as you say, because he's not been starting at Liverpool, I don't think um, would be such a big deal anyway, so Kieran Tierney, I I don't think it's fair either, Um, I mean, obviously players always say this, I mean, I'll play anywhere I'm asked uh, to play and and Kieran Tierney, but you just felt in uh, the Slovakia home game there and the Slovenia away game that there were signs there that he wasn't looking that comfortable. I think when we we beat Slovenia at home, everybody was saying, oh, this is great, we've found the solution, and he played played well. But there was going to come a point, I think, especially for somebody so young, where it was going to start affecting him, and I thought you could sense that. And then Brendan Rodgers said after the Aberdeen game, when he was outstanding last midweek, just to kind of finish off his press conference, just a wee throwaway line saying, oh, Maybe if Scotland played him at left back, he's may get some success there. So, yeah. um, but I think people are now starting to make these noises that he's so good in left back that you play him there. I don't know whether you can maybe play Andy if he insist on playing Andy Robertson. For the maybe forward. maybe you could play him one up. Yeah, yeah. maybe we could play him one up. But if if the manager, if Malky Mackay, is now isn't a fa- doesn't fancy doing that, I think only should play left back and if that means dropping Robertson then it means dropping Robertson
1: yeah and, and do you know what if, if I were Brendan Rogers I would really strongly counsel whoever the Scotland manager is against playing him out of position I, th- I think it can ruin someone's confidence it's Totally, you know and you just don't want to do that to the guy because he's just playing so well
0: yeah and even if he considers I don't know, we've got this Holland friendly coming out. I mean even if he considered playing him at the left side of centre back as if that's maybe not quite as bad as playing him right back I still don't it's, it's still not his natural position no. and I just think you, you're going to lose something you just lose something from him by not playing on left back
1: yeah yeah. Uh, now to tonight's performance yeah. we saw of what was really pleasing in fact we had McGregor yeah. Forrest yeah. Tierney yeah and there was another homegrown Scott in that team who was maybe not to the naked eye, but if you just scratched a wee bit beneath the surface, Scott Brown stood out again.
0: Yeah, because we always seem to come round to this debate, don't we? Kind of every now and again, of you know, just just how good is he? What what level is he at? You know, like people say you know, you know, in the earlier Champions League games, you get a wee bit of criticism when it was like PSG and, and Bayern Munich away, probably a, a bit unfairly. But last night again you see how just how much he makes Celtic tick you know he was the real stand out in the middle of the park up against somebody like Arturo Vidal as well obviously
1: 97% pass completion rate is that what he had? yes and he made a lot he's made yeah 200 now I'm not always great with figures but Mm -hmm. something like 260 passes in the Champions League out of the, the four group games yeah and 245 have been completed which is okay. Some of them are going to be sideways, well, sideways to but still. There was a columnist. What, what's, the, what's the key thing? What's the key thing at this possession. level? Keep the ball. Keep the ball. Keep yeah. the
0: ball. I did not know because there was a columnist in one of our rival papers the other week. Uh, didn't read that. <laughs> Criticising that. Uh, Scott Brown. I can't remember what game it was after now, but he was ta- actually was talking about those um, statistics. But I've seen none of my killer passes, they're just always kind of sideways. So maybe that's the maybe that's the other argument.
1: Yeah, but but I know it's not your argument, but if you're Scott Brown, you win the ball, you pass it to Forrest or whoever, and he plays a killer pass. So, I I don't really agree with that at all. Now, Celtic, of course, have been eliminated from the Mm Champions League, which is is no surprise given the, the opposition, the incredible elite level of opposition they faced. Europa League are we, I know you kind of touched on it earlier on it's almost a given amongst fans and, and by the way a lot of media yeah. that they've got this Europa League place in the bag you've started to worry me a little bit yeah.
0: well it would be, un- I mean it would be really unlucky if, I mean like to just have been a, a, poor side, a poor side Celtic showed them up didn't they, over in Brussels I mean it's going to take a it would be a freak result if they beat Bayern Munich but well in fact even if they draw I suppose even if they drew then it would mean that they would just have to come to Parkhead and win you know I mean you need them you really need Bayern Munich to win because then they're going to have to come to Glasgow and beat Celtic by more than three which just not gonna happen. that's not going no. to happen so you just need to hope that they don't take something uh, from that Bayern game but as I say you just don't know I mean we had Carol Heinz Ruminiga talking about Lewandowski saying that if they'd been playing Real Madrid he would have uh, come to Celtic Park and played because he was only a slight injury doubt. If there are any players like that who are maybe just nursing wee niggly injuries and they start to leave them out, you know, I suppose you just don't know. But it would be really unlucky, and they wouldn't deserve it. You'd have to see if they beat Celtic to third place.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't. And and also Andalot, if, Bayern put out an under strength team as they did. Tuesday night, I can't see Andelect capitalising on it, I just don't see that they've got the fluidity, the movement, the, the, I just don't think no. they're strongly Celtic. No. Well they were very
0: poor in Belgium weren't they, I mean uh, it, both sides actually were quite poor to start with but Celtic, you know, quickly gained the upper hand, although the only thing is that was a very weak, it's it sacked their manager so there was real turmoil um, I don't know how much they've improved since, then I haven't seen them. I haven't seen the results. I don't know if they've picked how much they've picked up. Obviously, they got a bit of a thumping last night, um, but you would still expect Bayern Munich to win it. Yeah, we yeah. hope
1: you uh, you listened to well, you watched Brendan Rodgers' press conference. You were in it last night, and he seemed really heartened by that performance and in his quotes such as "Now we're a proper, we can be considered to be a proper Champions League team." there's no embarrassment here, we gave as good as we got. It's given, it seems to have given from the outside looking in, it seems to have given him, you know, just uh, just a wee bit more impetus going ahead into Jorobaliki. I think he'll mean business.
0: Yeah, and it will be, I would be really intrigued to see how they do against, because obviously last season they had the Champions League campaign, really tough group, finished bottom, you know, and it, would, it would be good to... To see them in the Europa League, just to see how you know when they just drop down that level, yeah. just to see how well they can do because that that is where he's going to be judged. I mean, we we talk, we started this podcast talking about the atmosphere and how good the atmosphere was, and every time these games come around, you always have the opposition players, opposition managers saying, "What a great atmosphere!" And it is a great atmosphere. Um, but the record now, when you look at it against, you know. The big teams, and even if you take in the Europa League group stage, albeit that was under Ronnie Dial and Celtic were nowhere as strong as they are now. I mean, one win in nine home games in Champions League group and last sixteen. If you include that Juventus game under uh, Neil Lennon, and I think it's one one in ten in group games, including the Europa League. Will they have uh, one one in ten? Sorry, yeah, and. Group games Including the Europa League And Champions League I mean it's not a great record No, no we, keep, we keep going on about it We keep going on about it But I think And I know Brendan Rodgers Said at the start of the week That he doesn't need That marquee win That Martin O'Neill Had against Juventus And Gordon Strachan Had against Man United And Neil Lennon Had against Barcelona But you do think They need to start Getting wins You know But it, it is difficult I know it is difficult The money the other teams Are spending But They just need to start Getting a few victories And the Europa League knockout stage would be a good test to see where they're at. Uh, it's fairer. It's just fairer. It is fair. Yeah. it's good. Yeah. Less
1: of this massive financial disparity, yeah. it's just a bit more Although level you,
0: playing field you, Yeah, but you could get a draw right enough, I mean, depending well, on you the could draw. Get, you could yeah. get
1: Arsenal who's still got yeah. f- you, know, you know, many millions again, more.
0: Again, you, re- you, you could be really unlucky in the draw, but I do think the, the, the statistic has to be, you don't want to keep living on this past... These games, you keep harking back to these games, you know, and it's been a while now. Yeah. As much as they played well last night against Bayern Munich, you know, you know the evidence in terms of actual victories, isn't there?
1: No, no, it's not. But sometimes, you know, you can manipulate statistics any way you want. Sometimes it's maybe just fairer isolating what has he done, what have they done under Brendan Rogers, yeah, and then you have to factor in a level of opposition yeah it's maybe unfair to bring in Ronnie Dial given that they were just so poor yeah uh, so it, it's a difficult question to ask and it's probably quite a facile question but how far could they go you don't know who they're going to draw if, if they, they no. get I mean, what's who which teams would you automatically go oh no no chances against them
0: oh, yeah, let me to think God, who's in Europa League now um.
1: You've got, well, Arsenal would be one of the hardest, but you've got to fancy that. I mean, they've had one good performance this season against Everton, and Everton are useless. Yeah. So, you can yeah, you can get a wee bit excited, but as I said, it's more their level. So they can... Yeah.
0: Well, listen, are, are we
1: mad think, to think they go back to another Seville? No, well, that's what I was are going to
0: are say. We mad? No, no, I don't think we are. If you, if you get a favourable draw, the way Celtic can play under Brendan Rodgers then um, I don't think there's any reason why they can't and that, that's what look let's be honest if you're going to be spending the kind of money that Celtic are spending on Brendan Rodgers to bring him here you know a manager of that calibre you know and we spoke about the performance last night you know if they produce a performance like that then there isn't any reason why they couldn't go to the final do you know we even know the final is this year I checked out this morning just because of uh, <laughs> Moscow no it's Lyon
1: Go. Oh, Moscow's the district of Lyon <laughs> right. No, I didn't know that uh, well, So, there you go. Oh, so passed, the Celtic fans will good go times, So yeah. what do they
0: take to Zavill? We can double it because it's easier to get to Lyon yeah, <laughs> yeah, true
1: Aye. Right, anyway Gavin, never mind what you think yeah. Even though we've just spent 40 minutes Seeing what you think Or even yeah. what I think Let's find out what Iron Robin thinks About how far Celtic go Because you were speaking to him last night and he's got some encouraging words for Celtic and Brendan Rodgers and the fans. You can read all about that tomorrow in print or on the website. Thanks for joining us.